This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. He is a programmer, a writer, many other nouns that we will discover. It's Doug McBride. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for doing this, Doug. Thanks for having me. I'm going to ask you about your nouns. Uh, great. But a thing that I've been doing uh, to give audiences clarity is a little bit of like how we know each other, because sometimes I'll have somebody that I've known for years on the podcast and somebody like, I met this person at a comedy show once and I had to look up how to say their last name. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but you and I met in a really fun way, uh, yeah. kind of through Bill Corbett. Uh, Very much through Bill Corbett, yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I believe you came to a show that we did at San Francisco Sketch Fest, but mm-hmm. then you and I actually met on the Jonathan on a Bolton boat. cruise. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we met in the Caribbean, you know. like you do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, the first, uh, very first Joko cruise. Yeah. And we were there mainly because of uh, the Rift Tracks guys. Yeah. You know. I didn't even know you were going to be there. I probably didn't even remember your name, frankly. Yeah. But no, I think, <laughs> like, hey, like, I, think I saw later. you at a thing. And I was yeah. like, cool. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. we hung out every night <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> There's a lot of fun, a lot of rum. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of rum, yes. Yeah. And then we had the, what, what they, on the third cruise, yes. the bartender who didn't, they had a Vesper on the menu. They and he, did, yes. And he did not know how to make a Vesper. He clearly did not. And no. I think you offered to let him. To, I was to trying to let him, him off the hook. I yeah. was like, I'll, I can just have a martini. And then he started getting angry about, you know, do you think I don't know how to make a Vesper? And I didn't want to say, I absolutely think that. Because I believe <laughs> so, he had said, I don't know, we don't offer that up here. Well, or he did. He was just sort of like, it was just, I don't remember the details. It was clear. He was just lost. So. Do you remember what he actually put in it? Like just vodka well, and he made me, He eventually something? made me a martini. <laughs> That's, that was that subtle everything. That's subtle everything. mess up a martini. <laughs> So mission accomplished Just there. Just stick with the martini. That's the lesson here. It's a good lesson. Uh, but maybe we'll have some different drinks tonight. Maybe. But uh, I, I know that your your career as a programmer, is that the right noun for it? You do yeah. amazing computer things. I Hopefully, yes. Um, we, we call it engineering in the okay. trade. Programming isn't really a, a word we use very much, so I'm a software engineer. Okay. It sounds much better. Uh, and I actually I work for the Walt Disney Corporation, so I'm not technically an Imagineer, but okay. I'm... Imagineer adjacent. Okay, so but so, you you imagine things. I imagine and things. Engineer and then I them engineer. on the computer. <laughs> Technically, everyone's an imagineer. <laughs> <laughs> what is the yeah. uh, what is the difference? Is programmer just a term that has? It's just uh, an older sort of term. Okay. Yeah. It used to be like programming a, a mainframe, this big clunky thing, you know, and it was a big okay. deal. And now it's just sort of I don't know why engineering is a lighter word, but. It's just sort okay. of okay. So it's just like steward versus flight attendant. It's just it's, the term it's just has been of, updated. It, yeah, it's just out of fashion. Okay, I guess. cool. All yeah. right. So, yeah. engineer. Yes. Awesome. Uh, and then you've done some uh, uh, some fun comedy writing stuff with yeah, other a little pals. bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, I do more um, you know video media consumption than production, but I, I've got <laughs> a, a couple of friends who are really super into mystery science theater and riff tracks and those guys. So uh, we have our own little amateur group, and we've done some stuff that's up on YouTube. A few things, you know, every couple of years we <laughs> remember, oh yeah, we should do that. So Yeah, you were, you were uh, working pretty hard at it, and then every, it seemed like everybody yeah. got busy and or what, spouses and children yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, children yeah. and jobs and stuff. <laughs> and we don't live as close together anymore, and general laziness and, you yeah. know, life. It's standard, it's, standard. Yeah. yeah, it's hard when it's not your, your main job, obviously. It's, it's sort yeah. of a labor of love, we're not making money off of it, so getting everyone synced up to do it is... Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's hard when it is a labor of love and you're still not making any money <laughs> right, out of right. it. <laughs> but these things happen. Yeah. Are there any other nouns that you want the world to know 
that I don't know. Hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, that might be all my nouns. Okay. No, nice. Sorry if that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Usually your guests have like... A plethora of nouns. But. It, it is often in Los Angeles in particular that people are doing lots of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it can be hard just by like even knowing a person or certainly Googling a person, how the person actually thinks of themselves. So that's part of the reason right, I right. started asking more because like, yeah. well, I think that these are the three things that you do, but I don't know if that's how the person thinks of themselves. Yeah. No, I like that you do that. It's a very interesting question. I would, I'll would. i add one more. Okay. I, now that I've been an engineer for a billion decades, I am <laughs> becoming more of an architect. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So, so when the, I think the metaphor the... for engineering and architecture just works together. So Okay, so, nice. Yeah, it's more designing um, the patterns of the software, how it's going to be written, that sort of thing at a higher level. So Okay. This makes yeah. sense to me from the second Matrix movie, <laughs> yes. right? I'm not the architect. I'm an, an architect. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Don't so, be but afraid. That is, that's just a term for like you are not actually doing some of the engineering. You are coming up yeah, with I do, plan I do for a, the engineering. Yeah, I do a bit of both. Okay. I think I would be bored if I was only doing high-level stuff, so I like to actually write code, but okay, some of both. Cool, cool. I think that is interesting, and it, it might down. Uh, in, inform your, uh, your obsession. And yeah, anytime yeah. you can walk in the room and say, I'm an architect. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent James Bond movie. I am the architect of all your pain. And I had some people engineer it for me, but I was the architect. Love what you did Bond. with the floors. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to get into your obsession. Your obsession is Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, yes. I'm going to start with a caveat uh, for myself because it'll make me more comfortable. that uh, there's. Ma- I think Into the Spider-Verse is amazing. I love it. Uh, but I think one of its powers is, of course, diversity in bringing Miles Morales yes. to the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always want to acknowledge that that is a huge part of it and that uh, people who get to see themselves represented in that film who haven't seen themselves represented as much or at all obviously have a different uh, appreciation and understanding of the film in some ways and I just want to acknowledge that and respect that and then you and I, two middle-aged white guys. <laughs> we'll now talk we'll, about, well, we now we'll also talk about it. Yes. We <laughs> love Into the Spider-Verse, but I do want to acknowledge that. Yes. Uh, all right. So for people who haven't seen the movie, how would you personally describe it? What do you think it is? Uh, wow. It's a lot of things. It's the first Spider-Man movie that's not about Peter Parker, primarily. Mm, yeah. It's a new, new Spider-People things. <laughs> um. I mean, it's. We'll get into this. I, I love it like a million different ways. So it's okay. it's an amazing piece of visual art. Uh, it's, you know, like you said, it's it's uh, bringing diversity just into the superhero world, which has been very white male dominated. Uh, so that's fantastic. Um, it's hilarious. It's like, it's a masterpiece of comic timing. It's it's a <laughs> lot of it's a lot of different things. I don't know if you want to get into the plot or anything, but that's sort of at a high level. Yeah, How at I an architect level. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I think that that helps me to understand like where you're coming from and how you uh, approach it. I mean, I think that one of the interesting things about it, and we'll talk more, but just in terms of like the blank, what is it for somebody who doesn't know? The from my perspective, like the high level goal of the ultimate object of a superhero movie is to have it be live because. For a long time, there have been, there were cartoons on TV. There was Super Friends. There are many different Spider-Man cartoons. So I think when it was announced, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, yeah, and Sony's also doing it an was. animated thing. And, and people yeah. were even angry. of Like, oh, Miles Morales gets to be on screen but in, in Spider-Gwen, but 
it's got to be a an, cartoon. Yeah, but, there's yeah. a there was a little hint. For, I know some people were excited from the get go, but there was a little like, Meh. and even for me, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. I'm really curious. Yeah. And then that first trailer dropped. Yeah, and just visually and comedically, it was so powerful. So I think that's kind of a um, a high water mark of what it is too. That I think maybe going forward, if people you know see a animated thing announced, it won't feel as much as secondary to live action. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, and it's funny you bring up the trailer because I, you know, I I love Spider Man. I love I've seen all the movies, and uh, I sort of heard about this movie and I watched the trailer most of it on my phone yeah. while I was waiting in line at a restaurant. <laughs> so I didn't fully appreciate it. And I was kind of like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> that was, that, and that was, I tend to not watch trailers if I know I'm going to see the film just yeah. to be surprised. So I was completely surprised by every frame of this film, for one thing. Okay. I had seen, you know, the tiny little thumbnail on my phone. Like, and oh, I like, get it. Yeah, yeah. it looked neat. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> you had no idea what it was. All right. Well, you yeah. mentioned loving Spider-Man. Let's go back to the beginning for you. Uh, for you, how long have comic book superheroes, Spider-Man in particular, been a part of your life? I I read some comics when I was a kid, but I wouldn't say I was really into them okay. as, a, as a child. Um, uh, you know, it wasn't until I grew up that I got into graphic novels and comics. Yeah. <laughs> um, my brother-in-law is a huge comics fan, and he's introduced me to a lot of cool stuff. So I've sort of gotten into it much later in life. Um, also working for uh, Disney... You know, we own Marvel, obviously, so I sort of feel, you know, like I'm part of the team. I'm not making these movies, but I like it when they do well. I like it when they're good. And I see all of them at least once. Okay. So it's sort of like I have some weird sort of ownership thing, you know. Well, it's part of the team, I I cheerlead for for our, yeah, for our company and for our movies. And I think when they're good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to recommend it if it sucks. (laughs) But What's your relationship with Spider-Man? Because you, you could grow up in generally the era that you and I did. Uh, in America, never pick up a comic book. Yeah, still be hyper aware of Spider, oh, yeah. right? Yes, definitely, a lot of cartoons. Yep, um, just a lot of uh, even merch. Even yeah. in times where there wasn't a lot of superhero merch, is more likely you would see a random. Spider-Man yeah, it's impossible not to be familiar yeah. with Spider Man. And it was a. I think my first exposure to Spider Man was a was a cartoon. It was Spider Man and his amazing friends. Okay, with Firestar and Iceman and, and you know that <laughs> yeah. that lot. Yeah, so um, that, that was my yeah. first time I saw. You know. I think I think I saw that before I had read any of the comics. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think many people would know that is one of the shows that produces great Spider-Man gifts. The uh, amazing <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man oh, yeah, friends. It does. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good ridiculous gifts. <laughs> the hell is that from? Uh, <laughs> so did you gravitate towards Spider-Man? Did you make a specific connection or did you just kind of generically go like he's cool? I wouldn't say I did from the not from the cartoon. I mean, it, I loved the cartoon <laughs> and I saw every episode at least once, but yeah. like, you know, you don't really get into what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man and the things that I like about him, the things I like about Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, that doesn't really come out in that cartoon. So it wasn't until later when I started going, going back and I've, I've gone back to the source material a lot as I've gotten to know these characters okay. just to see like where it came from. And so I, I read a lot of the older stuff after the fact and then got an appreciation for who Peter Parker was and why he was a, why everyone liked him so much. Yeah. How, what did you connect with about Peter Parker? He's just, I mean, when they use him well, he's very awkward. And they sort of use, you know, his having to hide being Spider-Man and and all these problems piling up is just like a metaphor for everyone's weirdness and problems. Yeah. Um, And that's really cool. Like, um, it's it's been done well in the movies a couple of times, too. But I, um, I think that's the main thing that I connected with. 
Yeah, yeah. it's just that, that he has a little bit of that every person vibe. Yeah, dude's got problems. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. Yeah, yeah. I, I really. Enjoy but he's you know he gets he gets through it with a good attitude and everything, and it's you know it's it's good to, good to see. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Uh, did you like the Raimi films? Uh, I did. I wasn't crazy about the third one, like a lot of people. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Going I thought on the that first one. one was great. I really liked it, and the second one um, had some of the best visual effects I've ever seen okay. at the time. It was. Yeah, really. Yeah, with that Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. And then the third one eh, <laughs> went off the rails for me. <laughs> There's a lot of slow mo dancing and whatnot. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Doesn't take much of that. To, uh... <laughs> Understandably so. Yeah, yeah for, for me that that whole uh, you know I grew up reading comics and collecting a couple of Spider Man comics in particular, and I think I didn't have the analytical brain to realize why I was connecting with Peter Parker, but the the sense of I am full of problems. But also just that sense of kind of being an underdog. And yes. Like that contrast between like the big monologuing villains and it's just sort of like, I'm going to constantly poke holes into your concentration and your mood by just kind yeah. of making jokes. And they're, right. they're kind of to cope. They're kind of a defense. They're yeah. kind of a tactic in a fight. He's sort of a, a jester superhero in a way. Like, I yeah. will kick your ass and I will also make fun of you. Yeah. You know, that's... I think I probably gravitated towards that too because you know I grew up kind of snarky. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a there's a that spirit uh, that comes out a lot in, into the Spider Verse as well of that reminder of this is a responsibility. So it's I, there are moments of fun, a great responsibility. In fact, yes, thank you <laughs> for correcting the famous quote. <laughs> uh, but the the joking has that element of that too of like. Ah, I need to get myself through this somehow. Yes. Because it's not what I want to be doing is dodging <laughs> cars being thrown at me. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, all right. So you you had a love of, of Peter Parker, a connection um, mm-hmm. that in, in enjoying that sense of humor. The trying to put the uh, the mops away scene at the beginning of Spider-Man 2 is still one of my uh, yes. my favorite scenes in exactly. anything because it's the exact uh it captures what you're talking about. Yes. Like, damn, I'm just trying to get through my day. That's probably the best. That's the one where the, the pizza is involved in that. Yeah, scene too he's running just, late on he's delivering the just pizza. Just like it's all just all gone it's wrong. Just all falling. It's on fantastic. Him. He's a superhero <laughs> who can't keep a mop in a closet. Like, yes, <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so then, when you were going into into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. what were you excited to see? What were you expecting to see? Uh, I love animation, and I. I I had heard a lot of people that I respect were looking forward to it, even though I hadn't really seen any of it. Okay. Um, and I think uh, my wife, Kristen, and I had tickets to see it already kind of on Monday, and it was coming out on the weekend. I'm like, I need to see it now. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the only ticket I could get was Saturday afternoon at like 3.15. Okay. Uh, and that, you know, out of my way a little bit in, in uh, downtown Oakland. And okay. So I go in, and I'm like, oh, it's a cartoon superhero movie on a Saturday afternoon. So it was like 50% kids. Oh, wow. And I I wasn't excited about that, honestly, at first. <laughs> uh, children are great, but, you know, I, I don't like people talking during the movie, and I like to sort of get involved with the movie and, yeah. and sucked in, and that's Disappear hard to Disappear into the world. Exactly. Yeah. So um, at the same time, I sort of looked around as I was finding a seat, and I was like, most of these kids look a lot more like Miles than I do, <laughs> you know, yeah. like Peter Parker. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I, honestly, it didn't bother me. They talked a lot during the movie, but they were excited about it, and it honestly probably added to my experience because they were engaging with the movie itself right definitely yeah yeah they weren't just you know messing around they were they were into it so <laughs> yeah uh, that's awesome yeah it's, it's fun to be in an audience that's you know with it yeah so what did the movie 
make you want to do when you left? Make um, everyone I know see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really? I asked this question because, like, when I was a kid, like, if I saw, you know, a, a cool, if I saw Star Wars, I wanted to have a lightsaber. If I saw a yeah. thing where there were flying i'd want to drive a car fast and i got to a certain age where it's like "Ooh, i want to record a podcast about that or "Ooh, i ha- that makes me want to write a specific idea i have so like right i i think when you really love something to me it makes you want to do something yeah so and- was your your you really was like i want to stand on the street corner and scream get in the yeah. theater <laughs> <laughs> i had two two things i really wanted to do that was one uh and the other was just learn everything i could about how they did this okay. because it's you know, I was like, it takes it takes a lot of people and a lot of time and a lot of guts to make that movie. Yeah, that was very obvious the first time I saw it. So I really just wanted to dive in and and learn as much as I could from every aspect. So. Okay, and now you have gone to see it many times, right? <laughs> That's a yeah. I've kind of lost count. I've honestly lost okay. count. Okay, it's more than eight. More than eight in the theater. In the theater. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you did you go again on Monday with your wife as yes. previously planned? Oh yes, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have dragged her. <laughs> sort of like the very first time I saw uh, Iron Man, the first MCU movie. Yeah. I took her to see it the next night. Like, okay, hey, you're coming with me. Like, you got to see this. Same for the Incredibles. You know, there's you know, so every once in a while I get super psyched about a movie and just like people I know need to see this film. So, okay. So that was that was the main reason I saw it so many times because I can't get everyone to one showing. Okay. So it's like, oh, you haven't seen it either? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I saw it a lot of people with a lot of people one-on-one and they wouldn't yeah. have gone by themselves because they just didn't have, uh, the, they didn't know what was up with it. You yeah. Know, they w- wouldn't have caught their eye. What does so, that do for the movie going to experience to you when you are being like uh, like a, a movie sommelier? Or like instead of presenting the vintage of wine, you're like, this is a viewing collection that you should make and I shall come with you and you yeah, know, yeah. pour a little in your cup and you can sniff it. Uh, yeah. what, how does that change the movie going experience for you? Um, well, one, I, I sort of get to see it through fresh eyes. Yeah. You know, I, I'm very... I feel like I'm sort of empathic when I'm seeing something with someone that I that I know because um, I can hear them react and I just sort of get this vibe from them and I sort of, you know, can share that with them. Yeah. So that, that's very cool. That's that's one thing. Um, and the other is, I, you know, I guess I'm sort of proud of what I recommend. I don't go nuts about that many movies. Okay. It's got to be it's got to be like a something you might not have seen otherwise. B, there's got to be something really cool that I think you would like, you know. So, OK, uh, yeah, those are probably the two things that sort of change change the movie watching yeah. experience when, when it's something that I've taken someone specifically to. Yeah. If that makes sense. You mentioned like being uh, a part of Disney. Yeah. That there is a little bit of like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm supporting the team. Yeah. Does it increase your like pride in the movie or your your desire to kind of, I yeah. think we're all about I'm like sure pop culture where we want to have a, a level of ownership while recognizing that creators and certain people own it legally. Yeah. Sometimes we want, we want to make something kind of a part of our life and a, a part of our own mindset. Yeah. Did that happen with this movie for you? Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, it was a Sony production, you know, yeah. so it wasn't, oh, right. it wasn't really Disney. It's not so. in the Disney. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it didn't have that aspect really. It's not like the MC movies. I, I feel that more kinship right. with not, you know, like I want them to succeed. Like it's like, Oh, it made $2 billion. Yeah. You know, that's makes me feel good <laughs> <laughs> to be part of this company. It's not just about the money, but about, but, yeah, you know, the, about pe- the people love this. People loved this IP. I just yes. realized I was going to say out loud. <laughs> I mean, these characters, not the intellectual property. <laughs> yeah, the intellectual property is a technical term for the truth of its characters. Yeah. Yes. yes, I mean that's a that's a bad sign for what is happening right now with the Sony and Marvel split on Spider-Man. Yeah, I briefly forgot that that's the whole deal. That it's Sony's. That is the deal. Yes, that's not involved with yeah. Disney. Anyway, uh, so I want to get into a little bit about 
the specifics of what you enjoyed. So okay. I'm hearing from you that there is a certain amount of technical appreciation. You are an architect, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that is that has been crafted. It has yes, been very obviously. There's a technical element. Mm-hmm. So what about the technical element fascinated you or spoke to you? Uh, well, so I'll, there's a lot of answers to that. One of I'll just focus on like the visual art style. Yeah. Um, it, it took me a while to kind of get into it because it's sort of, uh, they do a lot of things that are very non-standard for like today's computer animated movies. Yeah. Like for me, they've all started, they've looked, they started to look better and better, but they all started to sort of look the same. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, and this is just kind of broke that. Yeah. Um, and I learned later that they literally just broke Sony's animation pipeline. <laughs> like they had to start over and do all these things. I mean, it was super expensive and, uh, but when you watch it, it's sort of like, it seems a little jerky at first. And what, yeah. what they're doing is like, sh- they're having the characters move every other frame, which is something that's drawn in hand drawn animation. And their idea that I learned later was that they wanted, if you freeze frame this movie at any point, it should look like a comic panel. Yeah. Like no, no motion blur that you right. see in like, um, you know, every CG movie. Uh, has motion blur in it and they just avoided all of that and did it all with they did a lot of hand-drawn stuff they wanted to make every panel look like a comic book they didn't use like light and dark shading they used like hash marks you see uh um it's a name for it i'm forgetting but the hash marks you see in comic books yeah they use that for shading and they had to write software to do that yeah you know um so that was one aspect that i the, the visual art, I just, every time I've seen it, there's been something little or big that I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. For me, that there's obviously like all of the technical fascination about that, but I just love that is kind of what we we're talking about before of like live action somehow being the pinnacle of getting these characters off the page. Right. And, and I, this, I don't think that's rem- true anymore. No, this reminded people that yeah. like there's value from of where they came from, which is these yeah. comic pages, which is these, these dots. Right. Like that some of them literally have the kind of original printing of comic books yeah. where you can still see the dots composing yeah the if they wanted something and... to be out of focus they would instead instead of making it blurry which you'd never see in a comic book yeah they would just sort of like separate the red and blue just the dots bit. that you see like when the printings weren't wrong yeah that's what they like if something was supposed to be blurry or too close to the camera yeah they would do that nice yeah just i was little... noticing that much more when we watched it at home than when we watched okay. it in the theater that yeah, yeah. Uh, particular element and it's one of the reasons i needed people to see it on the big screen Okay. Like, this just the the art is just like mind-bogglingly cool. Like every yeah. frame is just great. And I have freeze-framed it, and I've framed through parts of this movie, okay, just to see like how they pulled things off. And I noticed all these little things that we could get into for a million years that I won't. <laughs> well, I'm curious about <laughs> one example because I, I know that sure. like the the technical side of it is something that yeah. is so, a big connection for you. Okay, so there's a scene in the movie. Um, spoilers, I guess. I don't <laughs> yes, know. This is a full spoiler. For a while. Okay, great. Into there's, the spoiler verse. Here we go. There's a scene uh, from the movie where Miles and um, Peter B. Parker from the other universe are trying to escape a laboratory and they're being shot at and all this. Yeah. And they're sort of. Miles still has no idea what the hell he's doing. And Peter kind of just has done this for decades and doesn't even think about the fact that Miles is in danger. And he's yeah. just like, oh, it's another adventure. Here we go. <laughs> um, and you see them run out of the building. And if you if you frame through it, and I don't even know if I noticed this consciously, but they, instead of doing that every other frame, they do they alternate them because they're out of step with each other. Okay. Uh, and then later when they sort of get their act together, they... They do the same frame, if that makes sense. So yeah. they alternate frames, but it's like one step, one step, one step, one step. You know, little things like that that I like. Whose idea was that? That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, that That's one tiny example. It does seem, uh, and again, I'm not making a joke about the architect thing. It does seem like a, a good uh, uh, 
version of this sort of uh, somebody comes up with a big picture idea. Yeah. And then lots of people get to be really creative about yes. how to execute that. Yes. That strikes me as where those kind of ideas come from. It's like, well, if this is the goal, yes. then everybody who's touching every piece of it is going, how can I make that happen? Yeah. And I credit um, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller with a lot of that. They're, that's just how they work. They, they want everything. They want to break it. You know, they, want, <laughs> they want ideas from everywhere. They want to make the best thing possible. This thing costs $90 million. That's yeah. not that's not a budget for like a <laughs> – that's way too high. <laughs> this took hundreds of animators. It took them four – it took them a year just to figure out to get the look right. Yeah. Right? That's how much work and time and love went into this movie. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about love. Everyone that – every interview you see with anyone who had anything to do with this movie – Yeah. They just light up. Yeah. You know, you, you see actors go on tour for to advertise other movies they've been in. And it's sort of like, oh, this character is like, eh, it's a talking snowman. <laughs> you know, they're not really. Yeah. They're not really into it. I, I made him drip a little bit when he melted. That's, uh, <laughs> that was, that was yeah, that's a my, year. My I method. made him drip a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really cool to me. I, I yeah. think to me, the the artwork and all of those those animation ideas spoke mm-hmm. to me not only because they were so celebrating the original art form that all these characters came from but it was so in sync with miles that yes. to me like one of the big things is we see who miles is we see that he has a love of art of graphics that when he is yeah. happy and content he has a sort of flow to him exactly. of like literally going down the street saying hello to everybody yep. he knows his moves he's in his element yeah and, yeah. and the fact that the movie is that Mm-hmm. Visually looks like Miles at his best. Yes. And looks at like the ideas that Miles rediscovers in himself. Yes. Is it's one of those great things of, you know, not a sometimes you see a great story idea, but the way it's visually represented is not necessarily sure. supporting the story. Exactly. And they're so in sync. Yeah. Uh, that it makes it really powerful. Yeah, no, I agree, absolutely. What are the for you putting the animation aside and just yeah. thinking about the character and the stories, what speaks to you? Uh, again, they, they sort of, uh, I talked before about Peter Parker's, um, you know, troubles being sort of a metaphor for everyone's normal problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's sort of the, what happens with Miles. It's even more, uh, direct than that because he's, he's in puberty yeah. for reals. <laughs> and in the movie, he, these changes start to happen to him physically, you know, it's sort of, you know, pretty obvious. Um, and he's in school and having all these problems. And that was something that I, um, I really felt for the character and I yeah. really wanted him to succeed. And I thought they did a great job. The first 45 seconds of this movie are making you love miles. Yeah. They had like that much time to spare to just play. <laughs> and I think they nailed it, but <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. yeah. They... So I was really involved with that character. I wanted him to do well. And I, I, I loved the family dynamics between um, his, his father and his uncle. Yeah. Um, all that stuff was really great. They obviously had this huge backstory that they didn't have time to get into. Um, you know, little things like uh, they never. It seems like the brothers aren't speaking anymore. Yeah, dad and the father. But there's two shots where they're you see their cell phones. Yeah, their background picture is the two of them as kids, or oh, you know, wow. like or, or a little bit older. But you know, yeah, back when they were would hang out. Yeah, so they obviously you know they obviously you know there's a lot there. Yeah, I that's what I never noticed that detail. Yeah, uh, this is one of the things I appreciated is in superhero stories in general, Spider-Man stories in particular, you have that with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. You get to choose whether you do the right thing or the wrong thing. That that in particular gets spouted by most things. Yeah. It was great to have a really real-world example like at some point both brothers or one of the brothers made a choice. Yes. That was dogmatic and rigid and that Yes. Neither of them want to be apart. But so so it was great to almost immediately have that sort of what could come across as really cookie cutter 
yeah. idea of like, hey, our choices make a difference. Yeah, it's the, the angel and the devil. And, right. Yeah. yeah. And like, right. do the right thing. Go to school. Tie your shoelaces. Yeah. It, but just have it. But it wasn't that, I like that it wasn't that simple. Like his yeah. uncle had a lot to teach him. You know, his dad was being very you know strict and disciplinarian. And, yeah. you know, he didn't really identify with that as much as he identified with his uncle. So it sort of was good that he had this place to go that he could just sort of hang out. You know, it wasn't a great influence since he was, you know, a supervillain. <laughs> Details. Um, in, but that connection to art helps Miles yes. so much in the end. Yeah, he, he understands that from it. His uncle. This is literally yeah. a line from the movie. I see I see exactly what you're trying to do here, Miles, when he's looking at his art. Yeah. You know, so he he sort of needs that too. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of sad that, that that's what makes what happens in the movie extra sad and powerful. Yeah. 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 So um for you, are there any other obviously you connected with Miles, you connected with that story. Is there any other favorite character? Uh I mean, Spider-Gwen is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love what they did with her design. She wears, like, ballet shoes. <laughs> um, they gave her a little gap tooth. You know, all these little details. She's great. And she's, you know, she's supposed to be, like, you know, of all of them, she's more in her prime. Yeah. Than any of them. <laughs> and it's, you know, and it shows. Um, I like the, vo- the voice acting is great. Yeah. Everything they did with that character was, was fantastic. Um, but Uncle Aaron is also just a great character. Yeah. Know? He's got a, you know... Um, Hershali is great, obviously. <laughs> That's why he's in everything right now. Yeah, as, but as he should be. I saw an interview with him, and he was he was really excited when um, Brian Tyree Henry was hired. He was he he thinks he's a better actor. You know, it's like <laughs> the cast they just got was just they all love each other, and it's all yeah. Great. Anyway, back to the yeah the love. yeah it's uh, all about love. Well, I will I will offer something, and then I want to see what you think about it. Uh, okay, one of the things that I loved about this movie, everything you said, great. Uh, Peter B. Parker having the middle-aged Spider-Man. Yes. And the Spider-Man who ha- is having to basically re-go on his hero's journey. Yes. He's in a point of life where he needs to relearn the lessons that Miles is, is learning for the first time. Yes. I love that all by itself. And he, he is the classic Peter Parker. He still has a sense of humor. He still has a sense of a, of nobility. He yeah. still has a sense of, but I'd it's in there. Really, it's all in not. there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to come back to the yeah. surface. But. It's buried, but it's yeah, there. Exactly. Uh, but I, in in terms of our just kind of big pop culture storytelling, I really like that there we're having more stories where we're being reminded that these uh, coming of age stories have to happen to you at all ages. Like, yeah, to see like the Last Jedi right after into the Spider Verse, basically right after Last Jedi. Yeah. A lot of other examples out there, but those are the two that really popped to my mind of like, yeah, you, this isn't just one and done of like, oh, I learned my lesson and now I'm right. <laughs> I'm and good it's to not, go for the rest of my life. And it's quite, not quite the same cliche as like someone has to, has to come out of retirement, you know? Right. Because then it's, it's that more story is almost that. always like they're a badass, but their knee hurts a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. They come back. Yeah. Yeah. This is total emotional wounds. Yeah. No, I think there's a, there's a ton to, to mine there from a storytelling perspective, you know, sort of coming of older age. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you wanna, how you want to put it, but coming of middle age, I guess. Coming of middle case. age. Let's go with that. Yeah. 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 Did, there's just so much there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Did you, did that speak to you as somebody who is Roughly closer to age. Peter B. Parker's <laughs> age than Miles's? Um, a little bit. I, I was, I think I was more interested in Miles's story and just the interaction between them. I, I think um, the character is great and has some of the funniest bits of the movie, but I, I didn't really like, yeah, I didn't really um, have the same connection. Like, I didn't reflect on my life looking at his life. <laughs> well, I'm happy to <laughs> maybe hear not that. much. <laughs> okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I 
I was uh, way flatter before I warped. That was okay. <laughs> these, these things happen to all of us. We warp a little bit uh, what with the mm, vespers that turn into martinis and all that. Uh, do you think, like, from from our friendship, from what I know, you have a solid job. You have ups and downs, but you you have a good job that you're good at. Yeah. You have a solid relationship. Yes. Do you do you see things like the the coming of middle age story of Peter B. Parker and go, hey, I made the right choices, or is there like <laughs> an element of like, I'm glad I'm not in that place because with a couple of different choices I could be. Yeah, I mean the the movie is all about you know what if and could if and luck. Yeah, really, you know, um, you know there is a reality where he didn't he made different choices and different things happened to him and I am super lucky to have what I have and that's you know it's that's not just not just from the movie but going back to the movie that's that's definitely a theme there yeah um so yeah and it's you know bad things happen to him and here he is he has a chance to redemption and he goes back and you see yeah. him, you see him approach MJ again at the end of the movie so yeah. he's you know trying to make up for that but i think there is a theme of of certainly value what you have because everybody goes through loss yeah but i i feel like my reading of the movie is peter b parker it's not about it's not about luck it's not like you know mj got in a in a you know train accident or something it's right he screwed up he got afraid of working yeah. out the relationship that's true and yeah. he messed she it up have kids and, 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 and he just couldn't yeah. deal and he ran away so it was all about choices true for for him yeah yeah that's true um yeah, I mean the the luck part would be um, uh, Kingpin's family, who got sort of hit in a car accident, sort of thing. So I mean, yeah. he's trying to get his family back from another dimension. Yeah, yeah. But they ran away from him because they came upon him beating the crap out of yes. Peter Parker, which a is, lot of is also about, a choice. A lot of it is about choices. That's a good point. I'll accept that. <laughs> uh, well, I guess what I'm what I'm curious about is I'm talking. I guess I'm talking more about myself. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I'm where I am because of the choices I made. Okay, that's Part, what I wanted to get par- to. Partly. Okay. But but there's, yeah. I mean, I was born who I was, and I had the parents and the privileges that I did, and I wouldn't be here if not for that. What, what's more lucky than that? Okay. You know? Was there, is is there a point in life where you think, I, I totally hear what you're saying, you know, you, you feel like you were raised well, you feel like you had certain privileges. Yeah. But do you feel like there's a point in your life where I could have made a different choice and I could have messed things up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I met Kristen in 2004 and I, at the time was not, was sort of seeing other people. I didn't want to be monogamous. I was, you know, carefree and, <laughs> and she was, as soon as she found that out, she's like, nope, okay, <laughs> I, that's not what I want. So, you know, we were still friends and we yeah. still go hiking together and all that stuff. And then I just, just sort of kept looking back and like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Monogamy's great. Let's do that. <laughs> and you're now happy. For and that I'm choice, now happy. Right? I made that choice, and I could have just gone. No, I'm going to stay free. And who, who knows what the hell would have happened at that point? Right, right. Into the the uh, movies. One of the movies' main uh, many themes: the leap of faith. Yeah, they took that exactly. leap of faith. That uh, yeah, I don't know how this is going to end up either, but I'm making this choice. Yeah, I'm, it's not an easy one. You know, it's especially getting married, that's a big deal. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, it should be a big deal. It really should be. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're you're doing it right, it, it's, a, it's yeah, a big exactly. deal. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a small deal, but I guess that's a thing. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that uh, moral, that idea of uh, taking a leap of faith. I mean, that's a great example from your personal life of when yeah. you uh, took a leap of faith. Um, there's, 
I like that idea, leap of faith. There's a lot in this movie that has uh, things in common with many other forms of storytelling. Uh, I go to Star Wars and Twin Peaks because they're both things I like. But yeah. that idea of letting go, yes. that idea that you will access more of your true self, more of your true power, if you take a chance or let go of rigidity. Yes. Does that speak to you? Do you believe that? Or do you think that's something we just tell ourselves in movies? No. <laughs> Both. <laughs> no, I, I think that's extremely true. I, you know, as I've gotten older, I've learned, you know, I've done things like um, meditation and yoga that are all about sort of, you know, getting getting away from yourself a little bit or looking at yourself from outside and um, letting go of a lot. Like, yeah. I, I remember I wrote, there was a, an email service where you could send an email and it would send it back to you like, like a time capsule kind of thing. And yeah. so I chose uh, two years and I, I was actually surprised by what I wrote. And one of the things I had written, because at the time I was doing all this stuff was, you know, how much have you learned to let go? Oh, wow. So you asked yourself that. I did. Like, wow. I, I hope that this is, I hope that this continues. And, you know, I, I literally asked myself that question. So yes, I identify. <laughs> <laughs> this speaks to me a lot. <laughs> uh, how did you, did you feel like you had, uh... I feel like I let myself down a little bit, but not, <laughs> not a lot, you know, <laughs> I couldn't write back, so you know <laughs> it didn't matter that much to him. But yeah, so you just ghosted yourself. He was from a little. Years ago. <laughs> I time ghosted myself. Yeah, you yeah, time so, ghosted yes. yourself. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I yeah. think it, it 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 is a an interesting thing to wrestle with because stories that tell that idea well, yes, like this movie tell it so well, and it feels so freeing and cathartic. I think honestly, one of my favorite shots of this movie and one of my favorite shots of any movie is that upside down shot yes. of him letting himself fall that is, but he's going down but metaphorically he's going up yes. is uh, that shot i again i could do a yeah. whole podcast about that that shot the way it's constructed the, the, way it's constructed, the paneling like I'll, I'll just do one little thing <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, the, please. the buildings that they do like so the movie's all cg it's got some hand drawn elements but everything is has to have a computer model right? okay so every building you see there has a 3d model and a shape and everything blah 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 um the way that they had they had to like tilt the buildings out a little bit to make it look like he's being sort of funneled into this thing. So like okay. I saw a, a rendering of what it would look like if you just pan back and it's yeah. just like a mess. Like all the buildings <laughs> sort of root have a single root and they shoot off to the sides a little bit. Oh wow! You know, so like you know just one of the little things that I'm sure like someone had this idea and they. Anyway, so in to the get back to the earlier yeah. themes of me geeking out on the tech, but like, yeah, no, that's that's great yeah. because I think this is like a movie where uh, the tech really resoundingly speaks to the themes because yeah. I mean, basically what you're saying is in the shot where Miles unlocks his sort of organic, honest to himself potential. Yes, the buildings could not be rigid, standing up straight. They yeah. had to be it at didn't weird for organic the angles. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work for the shot. I'm sure they looked at it and they're like, Neh. yeah. You know, and they probably had to go back and do it a thousand times. Like it took four years to make this movie. They're not they're not messing around. This was um yeah, it's a labor of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's so great. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for anyone listening or the person interviewing you about how to <laughs> how to better let go? Or like maybe maybe I think what I'm thinking about is how how do you make decisions about where to let go? Because obviously you can't just be like, I get up in the morning and I let go. <laughs> I no longer bathe and I don't answer emails and I that is actually don't answer what, my partner's I questions. Work, I, I work from go. home full time. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> You've been allowed Frankly, to you're, let go. you're lucky I showed. <laughs> it's amazing that you have pants on. It's true. <laughs> yes. Uh, but how, do, do you have any, any thoughts or theories on when you find the right moment or the right kind of letting go? 
That's an excellent question. I mean, as far as advice for, for how, I think that's just going to differ for everyone. Yeah. Meditation was great for me. Um, but, and I, I would say that's a great, easy place to start for yeah. people. Um, won't work for everybody, but um, definitely helped me. It's sort of like, and I think once you learn to let go a little bit, you can kind of see more of the places where it would help you to do that yeah. further. Because okay. you don't really have, I feel like you don't, I didn't have perspective. I'll use I words. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have pers- enough perspective to see where I could let go of something or where I was hanging on to this thing that was doing me no good or harming me Yeah. until I could back off a little bit. And that's, that is, you have to let go to do that. So yeah. for me, it was sort of like a, I didn't know where to start. I just had to like get my foot in the door and start start learning to let go at all. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the the Kingpin plot point that you brought yeah. up because I think that's a, a powerful part of uh, all of the spider people's stories. Yes. Uh, is this idea of how you handle loss. And I really like that the entire plot is motivated with all of the you know machinery that's causing these dimensional rifts. Yes. Because Kingpin can't accept the loss of his family, exactly. whereas the spider people... Uh, they all deal have dealt with loss. And in fact, that seems to be like... It's where they get their strength from. Their defining trait, right? Yeah. And it seems like they have this kind of uh, fast, intrinsic understanding of it that Miles doesn't have yet. Of right. The thing that binds us together is we're all from different dimensions where there's some kind of spider person. We all got different spider powers yeah. in different ways, but the thing that really connects us is we've experienced loss and we've found a way to move forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Spider-Gwen even says the line, like, you know, I couldn't save my best friend, so I save everybody else. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's not like it doesn't affect her. Like, she she says, I don't do friends anymore. That's the yeah. sad part. But there's strength in that, too. Like, well, I just save everybody else. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like that is a good moral that you you just do need to accept loss? Is that... A good, uh, yeah, it's easy, it's an easy thing to say. I, th- I think yes, there's a lot to doing that. That's, yeah, doing that is not easy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's. I mean, the alternative to not letting go of that or not dealing with it is just letting it control you. Yeah, and, and creating usually unpleasant rifts. Yeah, in, yeah. in yourself, yes. <laughs> in personal your, rifts. Yeah, in your soul. Nobody wants that. Creating an interdimensional <laughs> rift in your soul and allowing in a cartoon spider pig, and yeah. robots and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, well, going from a very serious subject of uh, loss, uh, let's go to a less serious one of Spider Ham. Uh, <laughs> how, how do you, how do you feel about Spider Ham? Uh, in this movie, great. Fantastic. I mean, outside of the movie, frankly, I didn't know much about it. Okay. Like, I knew he existed, and like, haha, they made a pun with his name, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know much about the character beyond that, except that he was from the '80s. Yeah. So uh, I, I went back and you know did a little more research. I I never really like. For me, the the best comedy in the movie is about timing. So he yeah. has this funny element, but I think. What I liked about him is just in there to say, like, no, it can get really weird. Like, no, we're talking about anything can happen yeah. dimension-wise, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the character itself outside of the, the movie, I don't have much knowledge of, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I have the I have had those comics since I was a kid, and he is definitely one of the that will never be on screen, like, kind of ridiculous world we live yeah. in now of, like, okay, now everybody everybody, yeah. everybody has Spider-Ham in their life. <laughs> You're welcome. Everybody knows the beauty of Peter Porker. Thanks, Sonny. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but in terms of, of how he works in the movie, yeah. uh, he is, there are 
touches of that kind of super broad humor, like the thing that everybody has enjoyed and pointed out on the internet of the person getting blocked in the head with a bagel and it's saying bagel. Yes. Uh, like, so there's, there, yes. there's moments like that. But then, yeah, Spider-Ham is really out there with like his giant mallet and all that. Yes. And uh, do you feel like the movie benefited from stretching the absurdity to that level? Uh, yeah, because it made it more fun. Yeah, honestly, like the the movie was it's one of it's the most fun I have in theater in a very long time. Yeah. You know, whatever else I love about the movie, it's it's hilarious and the performances are all great. It's just and it's sort of like the comedy in the movie sort of gives it this buoyancy. Yeah. You know, no matter what's going on, it's just like it's just great. Um so so yeah, I, I and I like I think Spider-Ham was a big part of that. You didn't just have funny lines. In fact, they took out a line when they're all sort of saying, Oh, I lost my uncle Ben. Oh, for yeah. me, it was Michael Benjamin. They all lost someone uh, like we were talking about before. They were going to cut to him and have him say like, for me, it was my uncle Frankfurter, <laughs> you know, and, and something about him smelling delicious or something. It yeah. was just, you know, it was going to be funny. And they're like, yeah. Nope, <laughs> that would ruin the whole scene. The so instead, they, instead they give him a real, a real line. Yeah. You know, like the truth is you can't say, you know, it's utterly different from what they were going to try. Yeah. So they, they walked a fine line, I think with that character having it in at all. Like, yeah. Is it, Cause they were trying to make it not, you know, it's an animated movie, but they wanted it to feel like a solid world. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that was, that probably took a lot of rewriting and a lot of experimentation with that character. Yeah. Yeah. To get it all balanced out. Yeah. I, I didn't that's... answer your question at all, but. <laughs> oh no, that's great. It's a great answer. That tells me how and why you feel the things you feel about Spider-Ham. Was that the question? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I really like what you're saying about the power of it just being enjoyable because again i think yeah. that's something where like it has such movement to it which movement and energy i feel like is a part of like that's who miles is and that's what he unlocks yes um but also it it reinforces kind of what you're what the movie is talking about of like you have to find a way to just pick up and keep moving yes the way this movie is right because <laughs> it stops <laughs> so a you know spider powered pig can be sad about loss for a moment but then I'll, it keeps going i'll stop you there it's actually a pig powered spider a pig powered he, spider. He was bitten by a radio. He was a spider bitten by a radio pig. pig. That's right. Which oh, they man. say they, like two frames of the movie, which is kind of hard to catch. <laughs> but I didn't know that before I saw the movie. <laughs> Nin- well, 19 times. <laughs> I, I clearly haven't read those comic books that I still own in a long time. They're in a storage <laughs> unit. So apologies to the Spider-Ham fans out there. For I totally my, derailed your... My incorrect... No, no, no. It's great. <laughs> is exactly... Uh, that. I was at the end of my, my thought there. Okay. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about exactly what we're been talking about of how all of the spider people are different and their mm-hmm. differences are celebrated their differences are obvious yes uh when one of them's a pig spider <laughs> spider pig yep. uh yep. but they also do have a sort of uh there's this great tension between look we're all the same anyone can wear the, ma- wear the mask you're like me that's the yep. line they keep saying to each other yeah you're like me yep. and and that great stanley uh, thing of anyone can wear the mask it's the last line in the movie right of like if you didn't know before i hope you don't know now that anyone can it's wear close the mask. to the last line yes yeah, the last line miles has yeah the last, yeah. uh yeah so you get that great sense of like it's like literally anybody who happens to get bit by any yeah. <laughs> radioactive thing yeah <laughs> go out and try it folks. yeah no can wear the right. mask yeah yeah so, you have it. You have it in yourself to do this. I think that's sort of the, yeah. the message beyond just beyond just diversity. You know, yeah. you, you you can do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just get bitten by a spider. But, but whatever your version of that is in your life, yeah. You know, you you might think you can't, but there's a leap of faith that you could probably take, and you might surprise yourself. Yeah, that's that's the other way to read that message. Right. But I think the 
going back to what they have in common, like the, the you're like me sort of spider sense thing they have, that's just <laughs> a literal representation of like, you're like me, like you and I, we have all this stuff in common, but you're a person with thoughts and dreams and wishes and stuff. And I am too. It's just, you know, it's just a, a way to sort of literally draw it on the screen and yeah. say it out, out loud. You're like me. Yeah. You know, as diverse as we are. Yeah, to have everybody's spidey sense go off at the same time. It's a great message. Yeah, it is. And it's it's a a great message, and it's partly delivered with little squeals written on the screen. (laughs) I mean, how cool is that, right? It's just like they they put the message right there. I think that's a good summary of the movie that we were looking at at the beginning. Like, how would you describe it? It's a squiggles with deep meaning. (laughs) That's right. Every squiggle just has so much going on. (laughs) Meaningful squiggles. (laughs) Um, What I really liked about it is that idea of, like, look, we have all of this uh, that connects us. so it's the universal through the specific, but we're all individuals. Right. And again, it could have been that. It could have just been like, but you be you. But the movie goes to so much work to show us specifically who Miles is. Yes. And Miles doesn't just make a turn to just be like, you're right, I should believe himself. He reinvests in what he loves. He exactly. makes the Spider-Man costume yep. his, he makes it his own. He gives everything he's doing a sense of movement and flair. Yep. His power is a spark. So and people, people keep saying spark. So he's like, yeah, You've got I'll lean into in spark, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that it's a story of not only do you have to make the right choices, but to sort of access your, your power, you have to be true to yourself. So yeah. What I wanted to ask you is mm-hmm. if you are a spider person, <laughs> what like truths of yourself would would you have to like embrace to? I am actually a spider person. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, and Iron Man. H- hiding your true identity <laughs> okay. is one of your powers. <laughs> uh, so sorry, the question was. Yeah, like, well, what, how would in a movie in a world like this where you had to get in touch with? A truth of yourself. Right, got it. In, in order to unlock there your spider abilities. There would be a lot of spider planning. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps uh, spider over planning. Okay. No, I like that. All right. So I mean, you, you drop a spider battle plan. I mean, one of the things that I think makes me good at my job is is sort of that. You know, you can't just go out and write a big piece of software. There's yeah. a lot you have to think about and a lot of pieces you have to keep in your mind. So I, I don't know if that how that develops into something that works on the big screen and is exciting. I don't, the, the planning phase. <laughs> we'll worry about how to tell the story okay. yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of Doug Spider later. But yeah, for yeah. now, I'm the just Doug interested verse. in the... There are other yeah. Dougs with other issues. But uh, yeah, they're from the 40s. That'd be a terrifying movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, to enough. fall into your own uh, universe, yeah. each of us, with uh, no, the thanks. different versions of ourselves. But I like this a lot, that what you're saying is the thing that comes to mind is in order to truly let go and embrace your true self, yeah. you would need to plan it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I like that a lot because it sounds funny on the surface, but I think, I think sometimes it is a truth because some, some of the discussion of let go, man, be yourself. Like sometimes like, well, being myself is being a little bit of a planner. Yeah. I am being true to myself. Yeah. When I write out the questions. Right. <laughs> for the podcast. You Wait, know? what? I know. Well, some of them just came out of nowhere. But I wasn't uh, going to say anything. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's not like there's all that. That's all there is to me or anything. There's, you know, goofy side of me, too. So I'm sure I'd be a little little goofy and planning. Yeah. It's a, it's a dichotomy. I'd actually be a good character. Okay. I think about it. All yeah. right. Well, I look forward to seeing your version of a spider person <laughs> who is just a real goofy planner. Goofy planner. <laughs> we're gonna move on to our how obsessed are you questions so uh, these are questions or variations of them i ask all my guests do you think about into the spider-verse every day not quite okay but quite a lot 
partly because I have the Sunflower song wedged deeply into my skull, <laughs> uh, and it's still on the radio. Okay. I actually heard it in the car on the way to the airport today. Wow. No, no lie. Wow. So often that song will come to my head, and then I start thinking about the movie. So not every day, but pretty close okay. still. So you were yeah. on a mission, obviously, when it came out to go take other people in the theater. I was a big the cheerleader for this movie. Yeah. I still what, am. What happened when it came to streaming? Are you, like... Texting friends and going, what are you watching right now on Netflix? You should be watching it in Spider-Verse. <laughs> no, I think I think I got everyone. I really <laughs> needed to see this movie to see it. Uh, when it came out streaming, the, the big change that made for me is that I could frame through the film. Okay. On Google Play. So I could sit there and, you know, in the browser and with a keystroke just go. Yeah. Oh, holy crap. I didn't even notice that when the taxi screeched to a halt, it said screech. You know, little <laughs> things that I never noticed the other times I watched it. Um, okay. But I, it's such like a... It's such a big screen movie that yeah. I, I didn't. I wasn't really excited about anyone seeing it on the small screen okay. as much. It's yeah. still funny and great. Yeah. If you if you're not going to see it any other way, yes. Yeah. But I was super excited about it when it was big because it's just such such a pretty movie. Yeah. Have you watched it much then besides the the pausing for all of the bits you've missed? Um, not all the way through, but I've definitely watched parts of the movie. Okay. Um, again, um, the part where they're breaking into the lab and Peter's planning it and then it happens. Yeah. Like the big old thing that runs through that whole thing. <laughs> I just find that just such comedic genius that I've, I've watched that bit at least at least one or two more times. Okay. Um, just other parts of the movie that I thought were really funny or really good, I, yeah. I have watched again. That's yeah. really amazing that what the scene you gravitate towards is a, a goofy plan. <laughs> we talked about your superpowers. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Do you have, or would you get a Into the Spider Verse tattoo? No, <laughs> uh, I'm not really into tattoos. You're just not a tattoo person. I'm not right? a tattoo person. Do you, have you thought about that for yourself? Of uh, why that is? Are you just not a uh, permanent mark person? Yeah, I think that's that's it. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm also like. When I see other people's, it's not like I think they're ugly, but I just don't. When I picture it on my skin somewhere, I, it doesn't just doesn't appeal to me. It just doesn't make sense graphically. <laughs> <laughs> just can't make it work. Yeah. yeah, no, it just doesn't. I don't think I would. It would appeal to me to have that permanently etched in my skin. Yeah, yeah. Is there? Uh, I totally understand that, and uh, you can just say no. But I'm curious <laughs> if, obviously, code is something that can always be fiddled with right it's oh, yeah. never complete Do, is there, never perfect it's yeah, never it's perfect just like writing anything yeah yeah but i mean uh in unless you go like a george lucas route and do a special edition the movie's released <laughs> and it's the movie and maybe you do a director's cut or maybe you switch it up a little bit but right. it's locked and people are going to see it right but the world we're living in now apps get updated every five seconds yes everything is updatable constantly always yeah. um yeah it, it, working in that world, do you think that affects the way that you see permanency? A good question. I I don't think so. Like I see these things as sort of like there's there. It's not really. I don't think of the old version as just gone when it's upgraded. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not like it's it was this and now it's this. To me, it's like one thing that just changes over time. Okay, it so evolves it's not like, and grows. Yeah, it's not like an update is like a new a whole new beast it's like sometimes it's small improvements but there's like a path that this software is taking we want to go this way with it you know okay. there's a direction you know at a very high level um you know we we want to we want to do this we want to make the changes we want to add these features however when you think about it it has a it has a life it has a yeah. path that it takes okay interesting um, yeah yeah that's so a great way to look at it yeah cool uh when people walk into your home can they tell you're obsessed with into the spider-verse 
Not yet. <laughs> We're going to get posters everywhere. No, uh, no, they can't actually. Um, I want to get the coffee table book that's the art of the Spider-Verse. I haven't gotten that yet. Okay. And I ordered a t-shirt um, recently. <laughs> it hasn't arrived yet. Uh, and I will get a poster. There's a great one with um, the upside down shot. Yeah. Or a, a version of it that I really like. So I'll, I'll probably get that at some point, but it's, <laughs> I don't even like to put things on my walls without thinking about it a lot. So <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Joseph. Okay. But you're, you're giving some thought. I love, too. I love the movie, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm not there. It is a yet. pretty new movie in this it in is, the general it scheme is. of things. But there's so. not a lot of stuff in my house that's like, oh, he's really into that. I don't, I don't have a lot of things that represent okay. the stuff I like always. Yeah. Um, yeah. You rep, do you engage with the things you like then more by watching analyzing but yeah not physically talking collecting. about them okay yeah yeah they're they're deep in my skull but i don't i don't wear them on my sleeve or my wall you know okay uh, yeah. that makes perfect or my sense. skin <laughs> i won't wear this on my skin would you ever write fan fiction about into the spider-verse <laughs> uh i don't really write fan fiction so probably not like i've i've thought a little bit about like Maybe what what other universes might there be? Sort of just like what if this were changed in Peter Parker's life, or like if okay. Peter B. Parker was still with MJ and they had kids, or like you know, yeah, a little bit. But uh, I don't really do that sort of writing. Like most of the writing I do, unless it's you know, for a best man speech or something. <laughs> Thank you again for helping me. <laughs> <No problem. laughs> uh, it's just you know doing the comedy sort of mystery science theater things. Yeah, the riffing things. Yeah, yeah. But or you... I actually like to do write a little bit of interactive fiction. Okay. Like the old Infocom Zerk things. Oh, Sometimes yeah. to make a joke, I'll make a little make a little world that you can kind of go through, and that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's a kind of writing that I'm just sort of trying to planning. figure out figure yeah. out if I do any more writing. But that's yeah. that's like half writing, half coding. Yeah. So I like it. That's really cool. Yeah. But you do daydream about it, so your mind is sure. yeah. is playing with the pieces, going exactly. What if? What might be next? Or yeah. what's an alternate universe version of this alternate universe yeah. movie? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that both Noir and um, uh, Penny Parker were actually comics. There was a whole series of like sort of what if yeah. takes on the character. So those were not original for the movie. N- none of the characters were. Yeah. But they just took them in very different fun directions. Yeah. So. Have you thought for yourself about if there is a sequel, like what kind of spider people you want to see? Either existing in comics or just made up out of whole cloth? No, because I sort of like to be surprised. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm sort of a more of a consumer than a producer of some okay, of, this, right. of the, so like, you know, especially like visual stuff. Yeah. If there's so a like, spider truck, you want to be surprised. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would really surprise me. Yeah. yeah I sort truck. of want to be, I would be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the maximum overdrive Spider-Man. Yeah. No, I, I'm very look, much looking forward to the sequel, but I'm trying not to build it up in my head because it's just got... Yeah. Like I'd be happy if they never made if they never made another one, I would still be thrilled about this movie. It's yeah. not like I'm waiting, oh, what are they going to do next cuz this was just so perfect for me. Right. You right. know. I'll, I'm sure it'll be great. Like Lego Movie 2 was great and that was the same producer, so you know, I I hope so. But yeah. it, it won't ruin this movie. I'm not, you know, looking forward to those sequels as much <laughs> as I am just sort of going, wow, this was great. If it's not good, it won't ruin your nope. uh, adulthood. It'll be like, nope, <laughs> it's a sequel. Many of them are disappointing and I don't, I can't, I have no idea how to follow this movie. Yeah. You know, cause the, you're not, you have, if, especially if it uses the same animation style, it's still super cool, but you know, I've seen it. it but, a little bit of that when, flash is gone, right? Yeah. That surprise. But when I saw it, I was, you know, I walked out of the movie, like what the hell just happened to my eyes? You know, just like, this is new. This is next level animation. No one yeah. has done this before. That's, you don't say that walking out of any other 
I don't say that working at any other CG movie. No. It's like, oh, they made the water look really real in this movie. <laughs> and that's cool. And those people are amazing at what they do. And that's yeah. really hard. Or the hair looks amazing. It's been taking us decades to do that. But not like, oh, they broke the mold. You know, right. This is just a new art form. Yeah. That's Unless they're going to do that again for the next movie, and I don't think they are because Sony probably doesn't want to spend $90 million on it again. Yeah. It's going to maybe be in the same style. So it may, may be a great story. I may love it even more. Who knows? But it, I don't... But it know, might be more about lot. the story and the characters than this initial splash of uh, yeah. amazement at the Holy artistic crap, a new, and technical... A art form. Like, honestly, I would rather see this form for any superhero movie yeah like the live action mcu movies i i love and i've seen them and they're they're funny and and but sometimes live action doing this can be pretty clunky you know when when the character's powers are really comic-y or cartoony yeah or impossible then <laughs> when you see them in real life it's just kind of like ah, okay i'll go with it um but this you know has sort of the benefits of both it's got the voice acting but it's also um yeah yeah i'll stop there but yeah no i would love to see more superhero movies it's just a new art form that i love so it'd be great to see more superhero movies that we're willing to spend the money and if it's a batman movie it really moves and looks like a batman movie and yes you know a black widow movie it moves a different way because it's yeah it's for her that kind of thing yeah exactly it's for right what's the people what's the style yeah yeah uh would you ever name a child or a pet after anything from into the (laughs) spider-verse um Maybe <laughs> Gwen is a nice name. Yeah, I like oh to, yeah, I like to yeah. Gwen. I, yeah. I like that. Nice. Okay, yeah. we'll leave it at that. I know a Gwen. She's cool. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't name like Ham or. And you like would that. name a dog Peter Porker. I no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. If you were at like a dinner with family and somebody would just insulted this movie, just said it's crap, it's right. bad, would you get angry? Um. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know if angry is quite the right word, but yeah. I would be a little surprised. Like, I'd be interested to know why, but I, I would definitely feel it. Yeah. Because I definitely have identified with this movie so much and sort of cheerleaded it and so yeah. everybody it's great. So someone saying it's not is, you know, a super villain that must be destroyed. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, w- I would feel that. Yeah. It'd be a little sting. Yeah. Would you, if, if they continued and if they didn't offer... What is what is good to offer, which is a perspective of why. Sure. If it's just the continuing, they just didn't like, like it. it or... No, no, it's just they're just saying it's objectively bad. Got which, it. You know, uh, that's not how opinions work, but that's the way we often talk <laughs> that's the way about a lot them. of people's opinions. Work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Would is this something you care about enough that you might lose your temper? Uh, I hope not. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I you know like to think I'm old enough now that I could just let that go. It's like, well, we just need to talk about something else because that's not a conversation. Yeah. It's good. It's bad. It's good, you know. Yeah. So, so you would try to change I, I think the I would like to, I would try to um, defuse that situation rather All than right. get worked up about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you drive a large van with a mural of Into the Spider-Verse painted on it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of frames in this movie i would put on a van okay absolutely and especially i mean if, if i was driving a van anyway yeah yeah, yeah. Done, that's done already deal. a commitment done yeah. deal yeah yeah so now that would mean that you would engage more about it because let's say you you pull up to uh, whatever grocery store you go to right. uh, and you get out of your giant into the spider-verse yeah. van people might go hey you like that movie yeah would it would you want to be engaged with random strangers about it yeah maybe more so than you know just I think I'd be more comfortable doing that than just, you know, random person at the supermarket, random topic. Yeah. 
you know, something I've thought a lot about and identify with, and maybe they liked it too. And then there's a, a place to start a conversation. And yeah, you're like me. It's you a know? good conversation starter. <laughs> exactly. You're like me. <laughs> it's right. it's the, the most expensive, huge conversations <laughs> piece that you can imagine. <laughs> you have a Spider Verse van. You're like me. You're like me. <laughs> Anyone can drive the van. Uh, if Sony, well, I remember that Sony made this when I when I wrote up these questions. <laughs> if Sony ran a GoFundMe for Into the Spider-Verse 2, would you back it? Probably. I okay. mean, that, that would be a really weird circumstance. It would. Uh, but if, yeah, if it was that, if it was the same folks getting to pilot this movie, yeah. the sequel, then yes, absolutely. Okay. Because I want to see what they do next. Like, uh, I keep talking about Lord and Miller, but I've been following them since like 2000 when they did Clone High. Like, okay. just the timing in that was just like, how do you figure all this timing out, the comic timing? Yeah. So... I love to see what those guys do next, and if no one else is going to pay for it, I will. Okay, <laughs> that is. A I can't afford answer. the whole thing, but yeah, you don't have ninety million dollars. I'm chucking uh, some money that yeah. you're going to give that. Yeah, money. I like okay. to. I support. Um, I like to support art that I like. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll do more than just buy tickets if that's what it takes. Okay, cool, cool. If aliens visited Earth and you got to greet them, would you show them into the Spider Verse as a way to introduce them to our world? I would not. <laughs> <laughs> what would you show them? Well, this doesn't really represent the reality of Earth, <laughs> and I don't think they would get the themes that okay. we've discussed. All right, you know they barely speak the language, probably, and okay, I think they would just confuse the shit out of them. So frankly. this would not be a leap of faith. This would just be a no, falling it'd be off a, a building, leap of confusion into a pit of what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It's not not an instructional movie for you know. So you're new around here. Here's a talking pig. Okay, yeah, All right, that's a fair answer. Here's the final. How obsessed are you? Question. If you were about to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse again on the big screen, yes. but a bear was blocking your path, yes. would you try to get around the bear? Uh, yeah, okay. I would. If it, you know, looked angry or started moving towards me, I might change my mind. But, you know, I've, I've been, like, in the wild, actually, pretty close to a bear, and it just wanted my food. Really? Yeah, that was... That's a different podcast, maybe. How cl- no, I want to know about the bear. How there close was a mama bear? bear and two cubs Ooh. when I was camping with my dad, canoeing with my dad in Minnesota that came into our camp one evening and tried to get our food down. We hung it up in the tree to keep it for bears. And they, yeah. the mama bear had obviously learned where the campsites are and just kind of came into town and climbed a tree to get it. And meanwhile, the two cubs were just like roaming around yeah. everywhere, walking on the canoe or walking <laughs> right past me. I didn't want to, you don't want to move towards a cub yeah. when the mama's there. I, we just sort of froze. And prayed she wouldn't get the food down, but and did she not get the food down? She did not get the food down. She it's tied between two trees. She tried them both. Okay, we we were like, oh, this is night one. The trip's over already. <laughs> but we're like, damn, those are some good knots. <laughs> High five, Dad. <laughs> this just emotionally makes me feel like when you play uh, Legend of Zelda and there's a puzzle you can't figure out. I just I empathize with that bear. Like I tried climbing up both trees, right? Well, and I don't have my arrows yet. I can't well, shoot it come down. Come back later when I have the grappling hook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I'll get your food, campers. The claw shot. <laughs> my hook shot and take that hook down. shot yes there you uh, that's great uh, but you would having experienced bears in the wild you would try to dart past it no there would be no darting okay I would just I'd be feeling the situation out <laughs> okay but and you if, just to see where the bear's coming from is it it's probably just asleep they don't generally just attack people for fun right but if it's just standing in the doorway and the choice is you go mm-hmm. around it or you don't see it Everyone tries to dissect this question, but like, how close would I have to get to the bear if it's standing in a doorway, honestly? Yeah. uh, It's standing in the doorway. It's not doing anything. It's not going to talk. It's not going to reason with you. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) If Uh, it's not looking aggressive, 
It's fine. Okay. I mean, the, the, I, li- I do like getting into strange bear tangents and seeing how everyone tries to rationalize <laughs> yeah, a bear it's encounter. Hilarious. It always says more about the person than, <laughs> than the actual situation. But, <laughs> but I, I sense, tell me if I'm wrong, in terms of we've had our bear fun, in terms of like the truth of what I try to get at with this question, <laughs> you would not risk even slight physical harm no. for the movie. You, nope. You love things, but you are a pretty... I love things like, like my own life and, <laughs> and the fact that people would maybe be sad if I died because I went to see a movie past a bear. Yeah. They'd be like, wow, what a dumbass. And yeah, and yeah that would be a dumbass thing to do. Okay. <laughs> we, we talked about choices earlier. And, yeah. Yeah. That's not, the, that's not the universe, the Doug-verse I want to live in. <laughs> Doug slaughtered by bear going to see a movie he liked. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you don't want to be the, the Peter B. Parker of the bear <laughs> universe who, who made a bad choice. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise do you make for Into the Spider-Verse? Um, I guess it'd have to be, <clears throat> needless to say, I, uh, eh, which is the very first thing you hear Miles trying to badly sing Sunflower when he doesn't know the words. And it's just, it's so charming. Yeah. It's just so, it works so well. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, that, that song gets stuck in my head a lot. I don't know if music's cheating sound No, not at all. No, I accept uh, words and music as okay. sound. <laughs> it's that or thwip, and that doesn't really do it for me. I, I'm going to stick with uh, Miles badly singing Sunflower. Nice. Uh, and I like to have everyone give a rating to their obsession. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, where would you rate your own obsession? Probably about a 7. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I asked you to do the podcast, your initial reaction was, ooh, let me think about it. And then emailing back pretty quickly and going, oh, duh, of course, into the Spider-Verse. Well, I literally, I I emailed you, oh, I'll think of a topic. And then I I turn out the light and I lie down in bed. And then it was like, (laughs) you know, comic beat. And then I was just like, yep. And it wasn't even, like, it was so jarring, uh, oh, yeah, duh, that I had to, like, sit up and email you back. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, yeah. And it's not, I was a little bit worried because it's not a lifelong obsession or anything. It's obviously a recent one. But it was like. If you've seen a movie up, upwards of nine times, you're yeah. you're obsessed with the movie. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a, sort of a no duh. Yeah, because this was a different experience. Like you like thing, you like yeah. movies, you see movies, we talk about movies, but right. this was a different thing. It hit you on a like, different level. I feel like when you're getting close to ten on this scale, you're talking <laughs> about like something that you that you do a lot, right? Yeah. You're involved in it, like obsessed with a hobby or or something. Yeah. You know, this is more. Um, it's a it's a beautiful work of art that I like for so many reasons. I think it's a great movie, and everyone should see it because it'll make their life better sort of obsession. Yeah, that's great. That's great. We are going to move on to the plugging section of the podcast. Okay. Uh, so if there's anything that you'd like to plug, and uh, if you want to be found anywhere on social media, let us know. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Disney. I have. We have a lot of products that you might enjoy. That are in my home right now. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we own Star Wars. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Um. I will give a shout out to my little riffing team. They're called Team Swizzlebeef. Nice. Um, if you search for Team Swizzlebeef on YouTube, you won't find much else. That, that'll <laughs> take you right to our... Everything we've done is there for free, so nice. it's a good thing to check out. We're um, at Swizzlebeef on Twitter. I am at Doug McBride on Twitter. Right, right. And how, are you on Twitter much nope. right now? No. <laughs> no, I. Twitter is... some. For the past three years, for whatever reason, Twitter's just <laughs> kind of gone to hell for me. So I understandable. I I get worked up on if I open the app. Yeah, there's frankly, a there's a I have lot. a hard time 
dealing with it. So I've I've not used it that much lately. I understand. <laughs> uh, I, I have times where I take a break. Uh, you you've taken a, a largely a three year break. I sometimes take a four to five hour break. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're uh, you're with it. I am you're, a a, a little bit obsessed. You're a tweeter. I am a tweeter. I am obsessed. Uh, it gives me anxiety too. Anyway. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. If you are at Dragon Con right now, uh, as I'm uh, releasing this episode, uh, please come see my shows there. All that info is on my live shows page or the Dragon Con app. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For full, full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Shaw. All right, here are our final weird questions. They don't have anything to do with Into the Spider-Verse, but they can if you want. Oh, this first one accidentally does. <laughs> okay, here we go. You lied. Uh, if you could clone yourself, would you? <laughs> yeah, I think I okay. would. Okay. Yeah. Now, what, when your mind goes to cloning yourself, what do you think, I think of, of that experience? I don't think of like a real clone that you have to raise. I would think like another copy of myself. A copy. Okay, yeah. if you could kind of yeah, like start uh, 3D here, print We start yourself. here and then we diverge as two <laughs> different physical bodies. Yes. Okay, so what would you want? Why would you do that? Just to create another sentient being? Yeah. What the hell? Like, no one gets to experience that. Yeah. Like, what would we talk about? I don't know. I don't have plans for that clone. <laughs> that's, that's rude, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to have plans for me either, um, but wow, that would be just... So you want to just kind of play a choose your own adventure of just if if there was a you because you said diverge immediately that's where your mind yeah. went to it wasn't yeah, yeah. it didn't go a to a joke myself person. right here right yeah. now and then we figure out how to live after that okay yeah are you interested in that divergence though of like mm-hmm. if you're like hey yeah, great you're of, a clone of me but I mean, you can't have my life so go go figure out your own thing no not like that <laughs> but more just like um, I mean how many chances do you get to see like what would have happened if you went yeah. different ways kind of thing. Um, okay. What could we do together? Yeah. That might be super cool. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You're and, like me. But it's sort of, you're, like, you're, you're a lot like me. You're Damn. Like me. <laughs> oh, crap. You're a lot like me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big It might end badly. I get that. But Which you know. would you feel? Which would you feel? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I, did you have any more clone thoughts? No, not really. Okay, good. Stop good. There. I wanted yeah. to make sure the other day was not... Uh... I'm cloned out. <laughs> If you were an action figure, what accessories would you come with? <laughs> a laptop. <laughs> I, mean, it's just, I was laughing because I knew that was going to come out of my mouth, and it did. Okay. Yeah, that's that's like it's like a, a samurai's sword. Okay. I can do my job from almost anywhere there with that. Okay. An internet connection. Okay. So, so the, you you, it, you rarely know, go if it's an action figure it. of me, you know, in action. Okay. <laughs> right now, that yeah. 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 And if you like, you could have like an action where you squeeze the legs and your hands start typing. You could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would, that would not sell, but <laughs> there are a lot of action figures we'll, that we'll don't work, have action in them. We'll workshop the uh, actual product. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work yeah, on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, it will evolve much like code. <laughs> exactly. The Doug action figure will evolve. Uh, the final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? You know what? I was cheating by thinking about these questions a bit ahead of time and yeah. I forgot about that one. So now it's <laughs> No. Everyone uh, does. <laughs> Um, I'm going to steal, I think it's Fellini, I think one of his movies, I think he said, it's a quote from him anyway, I think, happiness is being able to tell the truth without hurting anyone. Mm. It's, I don't think that's all there is to happiness. Yeah. I think there's some fulfillment and things in there, but I think that's, that one for me has a lot of pull. Yeah. 
What does that mean to you? Because I can interpret it in positive ways, and I can also interpret it in, like, great, I will never speak the truth to somebody who might be hurt by it. No, no, no. (laughs) It's more like, uh, well, and it's not... It's not like a goal or something you can create. Yeah. It's just like if you're in a situation where you can be honest with those around you. Got it. Then that's that's fantastic. That's that's one aspect of happiness. Okay. It's not so, a complete answer to your question, but that just popped into my head. That's a good that's answer. something I've thought about before. Yeah. Um, and and you, you can do things to sort of try to be in that place, you know, be honest with people and... Right. Yeah. Well, and try to make and, life choices where you're surrounded by people choose where... friends where you... You yeah. can be honest. Exactly. And, yeah, because oh, otherwise, you know, you're not... You don't get to be yourself, yeah, completely. So yeah, and then you're never gonna unlock your spider powers, as exactly. we learned, which is yeah. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that spark. You lose the spark. Yeah, use the spark. Fellini told us how to become spider that's people. Right. So many all years along. Ago. That's what he was trying to tell us. I had no idea what the hell he was trying to tell us, but now, <laughs> no, that's a it's a really great answer and a really different one. So thank <laughs> okay, you for good. that. Uh, that is uh, our podcast. Thank you so much for doing this. It was fun. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Yeah, there's just so many uh, points in this movie where you get to see this like nanosecond timing, perfect comic timing. One of them is when Miles is like, He's reading the comic, the Spider-Man comic book after he realizes he has powers, and Spider-Man is like, "Oh, it's I'm gonna jump off this building to." to try out my powers. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And he gets up on the, the building and then, you know, and the music builds and builds and builds. And even if you like, you're probably going to guess that he's going to check it out. Even if you're that far ahead, it like, it, it cuts just before you might have that thought, but that just uh, exemplifies the kind of comic timing that I love in this movie.